And now, a special edition of the Toddcast podcast. And in the blink of an eye, can you believe we're at the final Toddcast of 2020? This week, the year in review part two. And what a shit show it has been. The pandemic, Trump, racism, death, unemployment, devastation, those killer hornets, which never really happened, did it? We're now just starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with vaccinations being administered, everyone ready for COVID to take a hike, the knuckle draggers still defiantly against wearing a mask, being assholes to people working at Costco and coffee shops and 7-Eleven, refusing to wear a mask for a minute in the store. I guess that's one less vaccination you've got to worry about then, right? Hoping for a much better 2021 uh, a vaccine, leveling off, regaining some sense of normalcy. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You, like me, need to remain vigilant. Mask up. Wash your hands. Stay in as much as you can. Social distance. Treat people with care and kindness. We're so close. We're almost there. We'll get through this. It, it will be a crazy story to tell when you're old. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you for being here, checking us out. There's a lot of options and to cut through the noise and for you to be here is something we don't take for granted. If you like this podcast, do us a solid, tell your friends about us, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, SoundCloud. Word of mouth helps out so much as well. And we see this daily on our social media feeds with retweets and sharing on Facebook and commenting. It all helps. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes from now in listen to this Devin Townsend great guy stopped by the podcast studio Uh, one of the things that we talked about was how he's a vegetarian an interesting part of the conversation that's powered by Tedco RV supplies in Langley RV repair and service ICBC accredited you can find them online at Tedco RV supplies Inc com. First, let's get into this year in review part two podcast and some of our musical guests from this year brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. Good place to record a podcast as well if you have an idea but have no studio to do it from. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. Now you could argue that Jane's Addiction is one of the most influential rock bands of the 90s. Their debut came out in 87, then another in 88, then in 90. Then you'll remember they did their farewell tour, which is how Lollapalooza started. Again, back to the whole influential band thing. Their drummer, Stephen Perkins, was a guest in the summer of 2020 and shared some of the craziest stuff that he's seen from on stage. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, there's a lot that goes into that question, but I tell you what really inspires me is those really big, big shows. And you're playing a song, and you see someone on a bungee jump 150 yards away. You see someone, uh, you know, they're not watching the band they're experiencing their day but the band is is you can't get away from it we're still the soundtrack mm-hmm. and i love having that huge platform those big festivals to really get you know your music get people spirited up and they're doing things that have nothing to do with your song and they might be meeting their next wife you know their their future wife or they might be having a, a reunion with someone they haven't seen in 30 years, you know, and I love being part of that uh, experience and bringing, you know, the, the, the music is a reason to be there, but it's not exactly the only thing that's happening in their life. But yeah, I mean, I've seen some crazy shit. I mean, Perry <laughs> is, is 
such a great front man because he's in the moment. He doesn't, you know, you have to keep an eye on him when you're playing the songs because it's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, uh, guitar solo. It's what's happening in the moment and then respect that, you know, and, and then, you know, being in a band with Tommy Lee with Methods of Mayhem and, I, you know, he was singing and playing guitar and I was on drums. Right. Uh, we had we had a one hell of a day. Uh, I don't think we belonged there. It was a super heavy metal festival out in Austria, and the band we were doing, Methods Mayhem, was a full hybrid of hip hop and rock mm-hmm. and techno even. And we were not welcome. <laughs> and shit was coming at us, glass bottles. Wow. These people hate these people hated us so much they were throwing their full bottles of alcohol, even though they fucking needed to get high. They're like, fuck <laughs> it. Let's just get this fucking guy off the stage. And oh my God. We had a guy named Tilo who was actually emceeing with us and he went up there and was dodging bottles and nothing hit him. It was like God was blessing him. He went up there and he kept you know, he was on he was on point, man. He was still on the mic, dodging bottles up and down. He was like a boxer, and, and and that to me still stands out as like unpredictable. What's going to happen? Are we going to get our shit fucking? Kicked? Are we going to get our get our ass kicked? Or are we just going to walk away unscathed and talk about this over and over? You know, and and James Addiction liked to sometimes plan stuff, but it never went as planned, mm-hmm. and that's always kind of fun, mm-hmm. you know. And, and to say, okay, at this point in the song, we should have somebody come out and hang some hooks. And suspend, and uh, and see what happens after they come out and, and the response of the audience, you know. But I think my favorite moments are with my eyes closed, connecting with the music, and then opening up and then and, and seeing people react. And and you know, it's not crazy, but it is definitely uh, it, it concludes my my journey in a sense that this is a, a great thing to do with my life is to get people to, to have a good time and to loosen up and to let them disconnect from all the bullshit that we're all dealing with. Blue October started in 1995. They've been around for about 25 years. And over that time, you've seen them gather some steam with 11 top 40 singles. You'll probably know them best for Hate Me or maybe Into the Ocean. That's a great song too. They have 10 studio albums. Their latest is called This Is What I Live For. That came out in late October 2020. And when their singer Justin was a guest, Justin Furstenfeld, we got to talking about comic book movies, here specifically about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and what an amazing film that was. Joker, man. That last movie was dope. The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? So psychological, you know? It was awesome. Uh, I was interested I mean, come on. in that perspective of somebody that, is being picked on uh, relentlessly to the point of, you know, wanting to kill people and losing their sanity. It was insane. I got to watch that again. It was really good. So good. So good. If you still listen to radio, chances are you'll know the band Shinedown. They're huge in that they're not a one-style band. They cross over genre to genre on radio, and not many bands can say that. Rock to pop, AC chr they sold over 10 million albums have the most number one songs on billboard's mainstream rock chart at 16 number one songs their singer brent and guitarist zach started up the project smith and myers back in 2014 they recently released a couple albums it was cover songs and originals and when they joined us for a half hour zoom they talked about the tragically hip gord downey's death 
and Canada's love for that band. What a great documentary, though, that is, man. Amazing, that, that, right? That like, shit is inspiring, man. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, when you when you lose somebody like that from your... Like, we lost Gord Downey from... Our, not culture, but for a lack of better words, when you lose somebody like that, it's, like, really hard to to digest. And, and What's crazy, and man, about that me. is is think about what they, here's the thing. When people die, right, everyone feels some sort of loss. And this, I was thinking about this actually last week because I watched that documentary again. Unless a president dies here that was like beloved, that sense of like when he died, that like hit the entire country of Canada, right? Like it was like, Oh yeah. That doesn't happen in a, in a singular country. Like that was such a, you know, it's so weird and hard to explain, but like, it was like the country of Canada's loss, right? Like I remember all my, like for on Instagram, on Facebook, like all my friends from Canada was like, it was like the saddest day in Canadian history. Like it completely insane. Like that doesn't happen in America. Like unless like a, a very beloved president dies or something, but like when Prince died, yeah, everyone felt it, but it didn't feel like a country's loss. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I, I just remember feeling like, like, wow, this country, how cool this is. You know, it's sad that he died, but like the whole country mourned this person, you know, that oh, oh, meant oh, yeah. so much. And then on the anniversary of his death day, you know, throughout tragically hip, I mean, he just came up uh, maybe a week and a half, two weeks back. That's insane, man. Um, you know, so it, it was such a, it was so cool to see the country just kind of like, you know, all kind of like mourn together, man. Like that was, I, th- I felt that was very endearing to me. And you'll know Megadeth as one of the big four bands alongside Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, an absolute beast in the genre. Been around since 83, 38 million albums sold platinum certification on six of the 15 studio records, 12 Grammy nominations. They won a Grammy for best metal performance in 2017 for their song dystopia. Their bassist David Ellefson released a covers album called no covers this year, which is deadly. I jumped on the podcast to talk about that, the progress of the new Megadeth record as well, and how kiss was super influential for him becoming a musician. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously hearing Kiss and seeing that, you know, that that drew me and probably most of my, you know, my now famous rock and roll buddies. Like everybody. Yeah, I mean, everybody from Todd Kearns to the Anthrax guys, totally. to Mike Portnoy, all of us, you know, we all seemed to, that, that spoke to us. That drew us in. There was something dark. There was obviously a fantasy involved with the whole kiss thing with the creatures and their whole mystique. And, and that, you know, that obviously, that was a big thing for us. You know, that really drew us in um, to this, to this fantasy world of rock and roll. And I think we all lost ourselves into that. And that, that is why we are here, quite honestly. Um, and it's funny that, you know, then I would move to LA um, upon my graduation meet. Dave Mustaine, we start Megadeth, and Megadeth is the opposite of Kiss. It's stripped down jeans, t-shirts. It's more like the Ramones or something, you know, where it's very just, you know, kind of high energy um, jeans, t-shirts, leather jackets. You know, it's the opposite of Kiss. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because I meet a lot of people who say they're inspired by Megadeth, and they don't sound anything like Megadeth. They, some of them are even pop musicians, you know, Post Malone, <laughs> guys like this, you know. And so I, I like 
you know, that when people are inspired by my music, our music, and they find their own voice and their own path to do their own thing. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com.
And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. Devin Townsend, musician, songwriter, record producer, badass. Back in the day, you heard him sing on Steve Vai's Sex and Religion album. They did the big world tour, and then based off of that experience, Devin put out Strapping Young Lad's debut Heavy as a Really Heavy Thing, a brilliantly heavy album, as the title might suggest. And when you dig into Devin's musical world, you'll hear hard rock and new age, ambient. He's even worked with a full-on symphony orchestra, an incredibly talented guy, a smart guy, and humble. And when Devin was a guest, we talked about Anthony Bourdain's suicide. We're, we were both big fans. Midlife Crisis came up, Metallica, so did Nickelback. He shared his thoughts on MMA. We talked legalized marijuana, Johnny Cash, Gilligan's Island, The Dark Crystal. Remember that one? Star Wars, Jay Leno, and Devin talked about being a vegetarian. Listen to this. Family's vegetarian. I was vegetarian for 20 some odd years, I guess, until Hmm. I was was all of a sudden like, why am I vegetarian? (laughs) Hmm. And then I... uh, No longer vegetarian? No, I think I'm back again. Yeah. But I just needed to make sure. <laughs> right. So I just went and ate a... Whatever you wanted to. A buffalo for a while. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, it's really good. And then all of a sudden I was like, what is this weird guilt thing that I feel, right? Right. But at the same time, it's like, truth somewhere in the middle, I think, for me, it's like vegetarian most of the time, but if there's something really yummy, then yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. And so when I cook, I mean, I like spicy things. Everything ends up being brown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the color that no matter what the ingredients I add to my stuff, it's always kind of brown and spicy, right? <laughs> right. Like, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> but it's strange because it can be strawberries as well, yeah. and it's still going to be brown. Brown strawberries. Brown strawberry goop. Pierogies, you know. Yeah, pierogies, sure. Black beans and brown rice with soy sauce and garlic is like, that's the... That's it. And then cayenne to make it spicy because that's like, it's like a complete protein, right? So mm. if I put a vat of that in the fridge, I can have it for lunch and then I don't have to go without eating, right? Because mm. exercise and all these things, it's, it's, I'm like, why is my brain working properly? And it's like, oh, it's because you're trying to do push ups and you've got you no energy, no fuel like, in you, dude. You're not ready to do that <laughs> right now. <sighs> yeah. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
I'm running a rock radio station in Canada, that is definitely going to be on the playlist at like peak play. The band is Dead Quiet, lead off track from their new album called Hope and Ruin. That's a great song called Atoned Deaf. We jumped on a Zoom with their singer, Kevin, I guess a couple months back now, did the world album premiere track by track. We were listening to each one, talking about each of them. Uh, check it out on our Twitter feed at Toddcast Podcast. It gets chucked around a couple, two, three times a day still. Or hit up our SoundCloud, which you may need to do a little bit of digging to find that at, though. We push out a shitload of content. Played you Small Town Artillery, to say the least. Small Town Artillery, their song was called The Birds Up North Are Braver. And I mean, if you don't know this band, one of our favorites on the local scene. I want to make sure you know about this band. They are awesome live. So once COVID is in the rear view mirror, make it a priority to check out that band. All right, Todd's Trolls is coming up in just a little bit. The stupid, mean, hurtful, but really the funny things that people say to what you post what you see online this week, looking back on 2020 with Biffy Clyro, the Indianapolis 500, Tennis's U.S. Open, and the Flaming Lips. Bask in that white hot spotlight powered by our buddies at the Garage Games and Geekery in Maple Ridge. It's your place to play. Warhammer, D&D, Slay Trolls, and lots more. Find them online at garagegames.ca. First, more guest highlights in this Year in Review podcast and some of our sporting guests. You can't talk about best NHL goaltenders and not have Grant Fuhr near or at the top. Five Stanley Cups, six appearances in All-Star Games, was one of the best. Played with the best. Wayne Gretzky has been quoted as saying he thinks that Fuhr is the greatest to have ever played the game. Inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2003, and when Grant was a guest, we talked about the NHL's decision to do a COVID-19 playoff run. Uh, you know what? Like, mixed emotions over it. I would love to see it, but at the same time, you got to make sure it's right. And the fact that you jump into a playoff and they talk in 24 teams now, there's nothing quick about that. Mm-hmm. So, it's, would I love to see live hockey, and especially playoff hockey? From a selfish point of view, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. But from, from a practical point of view, it, there's mixed emotions over that. Chances are you'd recognize Monica Brandt without even realizing it. She's been on the cover of over 100 international fitness magazines. She was a guest back in mid-October, an IFBB pro figure competitor and former fitness competitor. She won 1998's Miss Fitness Olympia, retired from the game from competition in 2013 after placing first at the 2013 WBFF World Pro Figure Championships. This is great advice if you're thinking of getting a personal trainer. The things to look out for. I suggest somebody that's number one. If you, it, it, well, we'll go back to. It depends on the the person as far as I think um, what their what their level of of or their, what their degree of fitness is and what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Let's say for me, if I'm going to get back on stage, I've been in this in as a professional fitness person. That I, you know, turned professional in 1995, and I have competed at world-level competitions in physique competitions as well as track. And so for me, I have got to find someone that can really, really push me, and I can find someone that lives across the world and still get great workouts because 
I know enough about form. I'm, I'm dedicated. Like if I found a coach that was in Australia, I could work with that person easily because I can go and do a lot on my own as long as I have a good program of someone who I respect. Now let's take someone that is brand new that's never worked out, that doesn't know about exercise, that doesn't know how to do proper form, mm -hmm. that maybe is intimidated in the gym setting, then that person is going to need to find someone that they can really relate to and they may need to have gender specific. For me, I could, uh, you know, I probably, well, I've had a few female uh, trainers, but like two in my whole career, I usually work with men and only because they, it just seems to be what's fit for me best. I've had a couple female trainers that have done a really good job for me, but primarily I've worked with men. Now, mm. you take someone that's brand new trying to feel comfortable in their own skin in a gym setting, they may need to stick with a female, speaking if it's a female. So I think, you know, those kind of things, it depends on where the person is in their fitness journey, how they are inspired, and I think, you know, how much they know. They might need to find someone that's... Um, Gender specific, maybe it's a smaller, smaller gym setting. Maybe it's a personal training setting where they're the only ones in the, in the gym at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know someone that they can learn from that is dedicated, that is motivating, and that they can um, learn from. Not just how you know. I'm somebody if I'm going to coach someone, I want to be coaching. I don't want to be counting. Vancouver Canuck fans made the Brent Sopel podcast the most played of October 2020. You'll know that he was drafted to the team in 1995, played in Vancouver till the mid-2000s, traded to New York, New York Islanders in 2005, then traded back to the Canucks in the 2006 season. Then it was off to the Blackhawks, where he'd win the Stanley Cup in 2010, played for the Kings, the Thrashers, the Canadiens. He retired in 2015, a good dude too. Since he's retired, he's created the Brent Sopel Foundation, which aims at helping promote and raise money for youth with dyslexia. And when Brent was a guest, he shared his thoughts on sports playing with no fans in the stands. Now, you know, you talk about the, that and you get the four major sports coming up here. You know, golf's got no fans. NASCAR's got no fans. You got NBAs coming up here, baseball. You know, are they going to be playing with fans? Are they not going to be playing with fans? And, and what a weird way to to play like as a pro athlete like could you imagine oh. play right like how weird oh, is that? it's it's same for like you know are you a fan of ufc like ufc fights like not yeah. like nobody in the like nobody it's nobody just two dudes fighting yeah i, I can do that in my living room I don't <laughs> <laughs> totally. you know you know in, in stanley cup playoffs you're gonna be playoff with empty buildings like said, yeah, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of it all. I, you know, that's the business side of things that everybody doesn't understand, but yeah. uh, I don't like, I don't like anything about it. And NHRA funny car racer, Del Warsham has been impressive since his arrival in 1990. He's the youngest driver to win a funny car event, just 21 years old. This was back in 1991 and Del won the NHRA rookie of the year as well. He's only the third driver to win championships in both top fuel and funny car, 33 career victories, eight in top fuel, 25 in funny car crazy impressive career you'll love him talking about winning nhra's rookie of the year in 1991 
Uh, just, just getting to, just getting to drive it all. You know, I, I always wanted to be a, a drag racer, but I never knew what capacity it was. We had a driver or a worker or a tuner or just, you know, a mechanic. It's something in that world. And, and then it kind of, it kind of, so some things, some, some events took place that also there I was 20 years old driving the car. And, um, my first season in 1991, we were doing pretty good here and there, but I was the only full-time, I was the only full-time guy on the team. So basically on, on Thursday nights, I would go to the airport, pick up my dad, a couple guys, We'd run the race Sunday nights. I'd take them home and then I'd get the car to the next race. And uh, we got about five races in or about five races in and we got to Atlanta, Georgia. And we didn't have a, the best running car. We didn't have a bad running car. And things just started lining up. And you, you could tell, like, we were, we were doing pretty well. And next thing I know, here I'm, I'm in the final round against, I guess, Mark Oswald uh, in Atlanta. And, and true, true, true story, we were going home after that event. Basically, there just wasn't enough money. We're going to go home, work, save up our money, and pick back up in the summertime. Wow. And, ACL Coast Southern Nationals in Atlanta and, and won the damn race. So now I have 20,000 bucks in my hand and uh, that was enough money to, to, to keep us going and keep us racing. And I, I was so shy and so naive to what was going on. I, I didn't even know that there was like a press room, a press conference room when he won the race. So I remember standing there and I was all done and I just turned 21 years old. And I'm looking for a beer and there, it's a dry county and there's no beer and I'm tired. And, and Kenny Bernstein grabbed me and says, Hey, we have to go to the press room. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to no press room. He's like, Oh no, you're, you're going. So <laughs> I have to go to the press room with Kenny Bernstein. Um, uh, Bob Glidden, and I believe, I forget it was top field, but it was somebody like Joe Mott. It was somebody very big. You know, it was, it was three of the biggest guys, so I was up there with them, and it, it was a great time. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. I had a four-poster bed where I used to rest my head And now I have a different zip code every week Sold everything I couldn't take in my 98 gold protege And I swear I don't regret a single thing I had everything you work your whole life for You can't take it with you when you die Check on me
the Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast podcast. The next time you're online, try and stay away from the garbage comments. It's impossible. They're everywhere. And this week is all about some of the best chirps that we found this year. It's kind of like a best of. It doesn't matter what it is. No one and nothing is safe. Biffy Clyro has had multiple number one albums, been voted best British group at the Brit Awards, sold millions of albums. And when they released their new album, A Celebration of Endings, in mid-August, they took some pot shots. Funny. Apparently they have a bunch of number one songs, and I bet you still couldn't name one of them. The most middle-of-the-road rock band I can think of. They should have named the album Unmemorable, just like the rest of their music. Can't wait for these guys to be has-beens. Like, seriously, just stop releasing music already, please. As we all know, COVID did its best to shut down or postpone pretty much everything this year. The Indianapolis 500 was supposed to happen in late May. That got pushed to late August. Ooh, hard pass. Can't think of a more boring way to spend an afternoon. New drinking game. Every time they complete a lap, drink. This will be the only way to make this interesting. Honestly, I'd rather like piss popsicles than watch a bunch of dudes driving around a track making one big left turn. One of the biggest events for tennis, the U.S. Open, ran August 31st through September 13th. Take away the hilarious grunting, and what do you have? Nothing. You have nothing. No thanks. There's more excitement watching my neighbor mow his lawn. Peg the ball boy every four serves or so, and maybe I'd watch. And the Flaming Lips. Here's a band that's won three Grammy Awards, been nominated for Brit Awards. Q Magazine said they're one of the 50 bands you need to see before you die. They released their new album, American Head, at the end of September, and they got chirped off. Amazing that for such an influential band... I couldn't tell you the name of any of their songs. I'm making a Facebook post about it right now. Overrated has two R's, right? Quick, name anyone in the band. 20 bucks to anyone who can. We'll even accept just their first name. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is powered by The Garage, Games and Geekery. Your place to play RPGs, board games, and Warhammer in Maple Ridge. Online at garagegames.ca. Look at all the faces, tears in the eyes. All the bodies rushing by Hear the voices screaming so hard Desperation as the forces come Run, run, run now into the morning There's no safe place, there's no warning Find some cover so you can hide I love the child
Nice to hear new stuff from Econoline Crush and a great song called Fight Like the Devil. They have released that to radio, so get cracking. Call up your local rock radio stations across Canada and let them know you want to hear that song. They have played a show for the podcast at the Railway. Just a crushing band, just such a powerful band at such a small venue. And prior to COVID, we'd talked to their singer Trevor about coming back. I think it was maybe in like June or July that we'd had that planned. Of course, it didn't happen, pandemic and all, but uh, we're good friends. So we're all close that way. We'll dial that up again uh, for you to check out. With any luck, maybe it'll be like this late summer kind of thing or 2021. I don't know, maybe even sooner. Who knows? Guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens over the next three, four months with the vaccinations and all that. Played you a new song for Sadie Campbell. It's called You Can't Take It With You. Vancouver-based singer-songwriter packing up shop, I guess a couple years back now, moved to Nashville, immersed herself in that scene, and you shouldn't be surprised to hear she's kicking ass and taking names. Boy, she's got a great voice, hey? Check her out. She just released a new five-song EP called Glory. I caught some of that live stream that she did a it's a couple, three weeks back now. She's a great performer live. Speaking of that live scene, if you're playing a show or watching a really good live stream show, it's indie. Tell us about it and we'll add it to the list at, at the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. 
That's brought to you by our friends at Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios, hopefully banging away, doing some jamming. 40 years experience in the music industry, great people. Find them uh, and more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, let's get to our final guest of this episode 236, The Year in Review, View, View. Part two, uh, some highlights from our 2020 entertainment guests, all of whom are brought to you by Tomes. Let them relieve your stress and anxiety, ensure that good night's sleep. Let them do it for free as well for the first seven nights at tomes.com, T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com, T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. Triple X film star Sarah Vandella and I follow each other on social media. She's super fun, engaging with all her fans, definitely worth a follow. As she grew up in Long Island in New York, fast forward to 22 years old, started dancing in clubs, started filming adult movies in 2007, has worked with all the big names, Vivid, Hustler, Naughty America, Reality Kings. She's been nominated multiple times for AVN Awards. Can you imagine what it would be like with social media for somebody with hundreds of thousands of fans? Like imagine having imposters, people pretending to be you on social media. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of gotten over that part because, there's no way around it. I've been on, you know, in the business for so long and I'm just going to be targeted. The thing that really gets under my skin now are the fact that these people that are getting scammed are actually falling in love with me and following up and trying to find me. I cannot tell you how many guys I'm being contacted by weekly on Sex Panther, OnlyFans, or even Twitter asking if I am the girl that they've been talking to. Please, please tell me it's you. I'm in love with you. There was a man recently who found my phone number. He paid a background check to find my legal phone number, and I am in the process of talking to a lawyer about getting a restraining order. I mean, this is just, you know... Scary. It's I mean, it's scary shit too. It's not well, just yeah. fucking around. So I'm over. I'm over the part of being annoyed with these imposters because yeah. I try to report as many as I can, but Instagram won't even talk to us about it. Well, that's not true. A conversation was started between one of our allies, our, our representative unions here in the industry. Yeah. However, uh, with everything going on in the the media and the news, I feel like we've been put to the wayside, and so. Hopefully it'll be revisited, but there are no actual laws protecting performers. And also due to the stuff we just discussed about Instagram hating us, it's very hard to get verified. So between the lack of uh, understanding from Instagram, the inability to be verified Mm. and the fact that we're constantly getting deleted, it's hard to always, you know, let people know, hey, if people are asking for money, it's not me. You'll probably best know actress Kate Miller from Hightown, but that's not the reason we booked her. We booked her because of a part, her small part, in The Trial of the Chicago 7, starring Sasha Baron Cohen. It's a great movie, but you've seen her in lots of other stuff as well, in Sex and the City, Law and Order, Young and the Restless. She's done a bunch of voices with the Emoji movie, Dora the Explorer, been in a lot of video games, Wasteland 2, Guild Wars 2, Destiny 2, Manhunt. Fuck, that was a psycho game. Listen to Kate talking about working on the set of the trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, we need it. He's always had his finger on the pulse. I have a very minor role, and I can't say much about what it is. It's involved with the Bobby Seale storyline because, you know, it's not out yet, and we're not really allowed to talk too much about anything. And I'm, again, I'm lucky I'm in it at all. But he's always been that guy. You know, he's re-releasing the West Wing right now, and... 
having a reunion and doing some new episodes and and he's always been that guy social network he's always had his finger on the pulse of what's political i mean to kill a mockingbird is timely right now huge success on broadway with you know the civil unrest and the systemic racism that exists here he's he's that guy i'm totally proud to be a part of it in any capacity of course who wouldn't be i mean that 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 trailer really is um yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And brilliant Sasha Baron Cohen is putting out another Borat movie. A Borat? Like, how, after this, how, I mean, it's how does that happen? Like, really, you're going to get brilliant. And I think again? he's going to win an Oscar for this. And it, to, to see the juxtaposition of his, of his performance in Chicago 7, which I was lucky enough to see some and watch him be Borat, you're going to see his range. It's brilliant to, to show marketing and all of it like it's he's just so smart batman i'm a huge fan so can you remember where you were what you were doing where you were living in 1988 remember canada had the winter olympics canadian sprinter ben johnson won gold at the 88 seoul olympics only to lose the medal because he tested positive for the anabolic steroids 1988 the uk amends their drinking laws to the beauty of allowing pubs to stay open all day Adult film star Romy Rain was also born in 1988, grew up in Boston, moved to L.A. at 18, exotic dancing at 19, then some webcamming for Playboy Live, which, of course, led to nude modeling, creating triple X content at the age of 24. And when Romy was a guest, she talked about how she's a fan of the superhero movie. I wasn't a fan of like kind of the later Gen X-Men. The earlier Gen X-Men were better when it was like Halle Berry as Storm. Um, even though I love like James McAvoy and all that, oh gosh, she's so hot. I mean, especially like, oh my God. And she was another one that like, wasn't afraid in like the early 2000s kind of vibe. She showed her boobs. I remember Swordfish. Totally. She was, it was just the, it was the power couple because she was with uh, David Justice and that was like fucking what? And then she did Monsters Ball and got naked again. Like with Billy Bob Thornton of all people. Yes. I even liked Catwoman. She looked good. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely hot. She's got to be one of the hottest actresses for sure. Yeah. Especially long-term and just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And you've heard host and life coach Mandy Ross on the podcast before. She was recently a guest in late November. We've known each other a while, been friends for about 10 years now. She has a positive and super uplifting podcast called Pave Your Paradise, has hosting chops from going to Humber for broadcast, print, and digital journalism. And this time around, Mandy talked about how you're the god of your reality and you control your own destiny. I really do believe, and I'm not, we don't have to get into like a, a huge discussion around this, but I really do believe that you are quote unquote, the God of your reality in the, in the sense that you create your dream or the opposite of that in your lifetime. So it's not a matter of just ingesting yourself with lots of positivity because there is such a thing I think is the false, false positivity where you're just like constantly pretending that you're happy or, but like you really got to feel it, right? You got to feel happy with yourself first and foremost. And you have to be on literally what I am on now, which is like a religious, no pun intended, positive mental diet. And it's not because my life is perfect. I like to say that affirmation, you know, everything in my life is perfect because I err towards the side of optimism. And I do believe when you say things out loud, when you affirm to yourself things, they do show up in your reality. There's more of a chance that things are going to work in your favor that way. But I think it's more so being conscious of the thoughts that are going on constantly 
constantly, like we have over 60,000 thoughts a day, over 60,000 thoughts a day. That's over 60,000 opportunities to plant positive seeds or negative seeds. And they all manifest into something, Mm -hmm. right? Your subconscious doesn't know the difference between a positive or negative thought. It's not sitting there as a filter going, Oh, this person thought something negative. We're going to, we're not going to make that happen for them. And I think that if people were more aware of the, the mind chatter that's constantly going on in their heads, they would realize that the more that they feed themselves with their thoughts, positivity inside, their whole world will start to reflect that which is going on in your head. Entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Tomes, where quality sleep matters. Find out more at Tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S dot com.
yet another solid song, a new song for Cobra Ramon, and that one's called Black Mountain. I think it was around Christmas time last year. Maybe it was a bit before that, actually. That we did the acoustic night with those guys, a Q&A. They told some fantastic stories, played some covers, played some originals, a great live band, killer players, love Cobra's voice, and she's just so sweet as well. Just a really, really nice person and can sing. Holy, can this girl sing. Man, just talking about it, doesn't it make you miss seeing live shows? What a drag. 2020 has been a rough year, to say the least. Hopefully nothing but upward and onward in 2021. And I think that's going to put a little bow here on the final Toddcast of the year 2020. Episode 236, a year that we'll likely never forget. I mean, COVID will likely leave a lasting impression on you and I for years, probably forever. It's up to us over these next couple weeks, three weeks, do the smart thing. It's super hard to not be with family over Christmas and New Year's, but it's such a small price to pay, right? To get past the pandemic, get on with life, seeing friends and family and, you know, going to shows and meeting with your buddies, watch the UFC fights, have a few beers. I hope that you and your family are are safe and sound over the next few months. Scary times, and we will get through it. I hope Santa's good to you and, and brings you everything that you want and more. A safe and happy new year. Uh, again, my name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends. Again, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're also on a couple podcast networks as well. Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com and the Boot Crew Media Network out of New Orleans at bootcrewmedia.com. Comment and rate the podcast because it helps. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to all of our super supportive sponsors. We could not do it without their support. It just takes up way too many hours to be not making money. And for most of them to remain on during the pandemic says a lot. We love them all and hope that you're supporting their businesses as much as you support the podcast. Find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info at the homepage. Till next year, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 